Welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk Business. I'm Mr. Clean, hosting with Hitman. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, people. Hope everyone's well, hope everyone's good. Mr. Clean, it has been a frosty, cold, windy, rainy, well, where I'm based, it's all those things. I don't know about you, Anton, but where I'm yep. based, it's, it's, it's all those things. But no, it's been okay. The bad, the bad weather's here. Well, to be fair, it to me, it's... Again, people could knock me, but when you know when I grew up, that was basically the north. Mm. <laughs> I, I, love, I love the north. So Manchester, Liverpool, Newcastle, Middlesbrough-ish. Yeah, I like the north. Actually, feel like home. Ish. So yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. But still, <laughs> sometimes it's like ah, it's a bit cold. Mm. But I think in the form of wrestling, hmm, I don't know. It's it's light, but there's still news. If that makes sense. Hmm. So, for me, you know, again, I know it's been probably more than four or five days now, but I'm quite surprised. Well, I say I'm quite surprised. I am, I don't know the word for it. Not so much surprised, but I'm more, I thought he would go on a bit longer. The man known as Steve has announced that he's going to retire 2024. Well, there was, and, there was rumors that he was going to do it in Wembley, wasn't there? Yeah, that, that was what people were talking in the run up to like Wembley stadiums. Mm. So there, there was talk about maybe this is going to be Sting's retirement match, but nothing came of it. And to be fair, remember we watched again. People, me and Anton watched him live. The business watched Sting live mm. first again for me. First time I watched Sting live. Yeah, I would say I wish I watched you know him live a lot more. But even was watching it, even what, what do we both say? Oh, poor Sting, <laughs> and we love Sting. <laughs> we love him. Yeah, really. yeah. I mean. <laughs> I think it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's clear. Obviously, like he's not, he's not the no, not even close to being the thing of old. I mean, it's nice. It's nice that he's still he's he still involved. He wasn't even TNA no, Bless him. No, no. I mean, it's clear. Like he is just sort of. And this, I'm, but yeah, I, I, it feels weird to sort of crit- you can't really criticize because he's in his sixties. No. no. So, you What's know, he, he shouldn't be doing. He shouldn't even be doing what he is doing at this stage. Like, Mate. like feasible. You wouldn't expect him to be able to do what he's doing. So credit to him. No, I give him credit, of course. Mm. Yeah, I think it's just like I said. I've thought for me, I've been a fan of Sting for most of my life. You yeah, know, from when I watched WCW and everything. And again, I got a again. I watched him again. You know, when again, people when we do a profile Sting, I'll kind of go for it. But again, Anton obviously watched Sting a lot more longer than me. I've seen Surface Sting, Crow Sting, Wolfpack Sting. TNA, fakes, Joker Sting, Main Event Mafia Sting. It's okay, I've seen the version of Sting. And it's like, it's, I think for me, it's more like, I realize, okay, I know I'm older, but I realize no game. You're a lot older than you think. Because again, it's like Sting has been around since got the, 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 the early 90s. Uh, well, technically the, the mid 80s in wrestling. Yeah. And it's like, oh gosh. <laughs> and it's like, again, I love the fact that he's still around, but it's more, I felt, not so much bad for him, because again, he's making good money and, you know, he's still wrestling, but it's just more, I know that, oh, I like, no, I like to think that he, he, he takes pride in his performance. Yeah. And like I said, when we saw him at Wembley, I, I, I personally were thinking, I know he's trying, but it's like, ugh, you just can't do it with these guys now. Because again, these guys are just too, they're just very fast, very bam, bam, bam style. And it's just, what's the word? I won't say he looked out of place, but he felt out of place. Mm. I don't know for you, but it, it just it just felt like man, it's a sting. But it's like 
yeah, something seems a bit off it. And I think, what was it? Was it the incident with the ladder? I think was it he fell off the ladder or something, or he fell was through a... the table? I'm to remember. What was the incident again? I apologize, people. My memory's not as sharp, but again, I, I'm, I'm yeah. There was. Are you sure was, was it Sammy Guevara where he was moving from there? Uh, yeah. move, supposed to move from the table spot, but he can't. He got caught with it. Yeah, but he still, yeah, obviously, yeah, Sammy sold it as if he went through the table and Sting just carried on wrestling. Yeah. Even though really, he took he took a like, he took a, <laughs> a splash yeah. through the table. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's when you think, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I think from then, I've I've seen you know quite a few people make comments about him. And I remember it in TNA, people say, "Oh, Sting, you know, Sting, he's like, he's an old guy. He let Bobby Roode be there, let James Storm, let all these guys." I'm like, hey, you know me, Anton. I like Bobby Roode. I'm a mm. fan of Bobby Roode, but. I still think, I still believe at the time, Sting, and I believe it now, he had something to offer. He mm. helped He helped bring those guys up. Yeah. And, and, you know, people want to knock and say, oh, you know, Kurt Angle, you know, he stayed there for too long. Kurt Angle was the guy of TNA. But for real, for me, it was Sting. Mm. It was Sting, it was Kurt Angle for a long time, AJ Styles. And, you know, obviously Sting stayed there for a long time and, you know, didn't go WWE for a long time. But, you know... Yeah. You know, as I said, when, when we do a profile on Sting, I personally, you know, we will personally go through Sting and his career, but yeah, mm. you know, the Stinger, you know, the Stinger, the, I was going to say the chick was pretty, eh? the no. Stinger, the, uh, <laughs> what's his other names? What's his other names? Big Sexy. You talk about Kevin Nash and Chick Whisperer. Oh, look at you. That's a sting. Sting. <laughs> yeah, but, but you're, with the Chick Whisperer, that's a Kevin Nash nickname you told No, me. I know. I, that's, that's, sting no, was it, is sting. the icon, the uh, franchise. That's it, yeah. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, Chick, <laughs> Chick Whisper is a Kevin Nash, I know. Special, which I still don't remember it <laughs> being used for him, but you, you insist he was. He was. I'm gonna get the right. okay, people. I'm gonna get the video and send it to Anton. Yeah, about Chick Whisper. I've heard, I've heard that one before. I'll make sure that he's he's heard it by this time next week. Right. Anton can confirm it. It's we'll like see, the boxing we'll one. See. We'll see. This yeah. time as well. Well, you couldn't confirm because it was. <laughs> you know, I did. Was, you didn't what about Tommy Hitman Burns? Yeah, from, from if 1902. If you remember, you eventually conceded that he was never called the Hitman. It was a Tommy well, Burns. No, he was not called the Hitman. He was Tommy Burns. We we took we covered this is a long ago episode <laughs> that you tried it. You, you quick fired off. Yeah, Tom, I said, well, yeah, Tommy. No, Tommy Hitman Burns. I was like, yeah, yeah. really. He weren't a Hitman. You was right. There was a Tommy Burns. Yeah. So but there was no Tommy Hitman Burns. Uh, no, don't throw. The, don't, Jack don't throw in the years as if that's that's. <laughs> Validating your point. <laughs> Any of our long-time listeners <laughs> might remember this. <laughs> so I got the right. name right. You I didn't got get that right. Yeah, right. but you was boxer right. the whole the point of it was you were trying to swing it that you weren't referred to Tommy Hitman Burns. It was Hitman Burns trying to be clever. <laughs> but anyway, look, we'll see if we we'll see if we get I get a tape with a chick whisper on it. Mm. Let's see next week. Uh, again, uh, for me again. I think Anton obviously would have met this guy, but uh, Nick Aldis, so Magnus. Yeah. Obviously, I knew him basically from Drop Kicks when he was at John Ritchie. Yeah. And bless, bless him. <laughs> I never, I admit, I never really heard good things about him in terms of what he was like as, as a person. To be honest, I never heard good things about him. Don't know the guy, but I've always thought he was a decent worker. Mm. Yeah, I, I won't say like, oh, he's a um, a dynamite kid or even a bulldog. You know, Dave Boy Smith, but. I've always thought his work was decent. I always thought good mm. physique and everything. And to be fair, he did. He does kind of remind me of like that eighties. I, I know people are saying he's like the Nick Buckwinkle. I'm like, I wouldn't go that far. In that vein, though, yeah. I mean, he carries himself in that style. Yeah, but like, I don't know. He, he's got that kind of like to me. 
if I thought of like, okay, where would he have been in his peak mm. in the eighties? I think probably AWA. He would have been like an AWA guy or, or NWA. Second, NWA. No, no, no. I said, I said, no. Yeah, NWA, AWA. Mm. I'll be honest. Maybe not so much the WBF, but yeah. No, yeah, maybe not. Although, yeah, he might have been a bit more gentrified the English stuff. They might have played that up a little bit more. Lord Alfred Hayes as his manager. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. They never really did a like a match of a, like of the British snob thing, did they? Like uh, no. Alfred Hayes is a commentator and he was a he was a baby face. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't really do the British like the stereotypical British snob, mm. the bowler hat and <laughs> WCW did, and it with with uh, Bill Dundee who's Australian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> with William Regal and he was a snob. so I suppose they did. Yeah, they did it later years, didn't they? With William Regal doing the yeah. But that was yeah. So he did do the snob, <laughs> the snob character. Was Bill Dunn? Is, is, was he legit Aussie or was he? I think famous? so. No, I think he was a legit, legit. I think so. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think seeing him on Smack, was it SmackDown? Yeah, he's the new general manager. And it, it, I don't know about you, but it's, it seems weird because the guy can he can still work. Mm. He can still work and everything. I'm like, why, why are you there? Why are you there on a on camera roll? But then again, maybe this could be like his way in. To, you know, to, to wrestling. So mm. I don't know about that. What do you think? Do you think, do you think like he, you know, do you like his work? Do you think like, you know, he would suit like current WWE? Yeah, I think he, I mean, he, he's not, cause he hasn't, when's the last time he wrestled? It was only like last year or so, wasn't it? He's not like, it, it's yeah, just, NWA. yeah, exactly. He was, was he not too long ago? He was the world champion, wasn't he? For NWA. Yeah, like two years. Gosh. <laughs> mm. So, I mean, yeah, he's, yeah, he's not, He's not done. Um, no, he's like, he's 38. He's yeah. young. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it looks like they've just, I mean, it might, because apparently he's been doing like a producer role Yeah. prior to like coming on screen. So, mm. I mean, that could be where he's going, sort of like, you know, moving in that direction. But yeah, perhaps it's too early be, for that, don't it? A bit too early for that, isn't it? it? I mean, it depends. I mean, he's always got it in his back pocket, isn't he? If he wants to arrest, if they want to do an angle or something like that where he gets in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, it might be. Or he might turn, yeah, he might turn into a full, full time wrestler off of the back of being general manager like do some sort of angle hmm. personally i think just for british wrestling as a whole i just think the more the more guys we have there the better hmm. like maybe it's a bit selfish you know from, from that point but it's just i want to see Brit- again i want to see people succeed in general hmm. but obviously being in britain i want to see british guys obviously irish wrestlers as well succeeding hmm. so the more the more we have over there the better the more Which, the yeah more, AW, New Japan Wrestling, whoever. The, the more we have, the better. The better for British wrestling, the more opportunities you get. So, again, he was in TNA. I thought he pretty did, as, again, as well as he could. You know, uh, Billy Corgan gave me you know, the NWA World title. I know we joke about the NWA World title, but, you know. But I liked it. I mean, that t- he had the tag team with Doug Williams, didn't he? The British Invasion. And oh, yeah, Rob yeah. Terry. Yeah. In, yeah, in, in TNA. That was when he was like very green, don't it? Like, no, I know. Like, yeah, no, that was yeah when he first came over because before he was uh, on the reboot of UK Gladiators, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. That, was that where the Magnus name came from? Yeah, it yeah. was, wasn't it? Yeah, and then he took like he started Brutus Magnus, if I remember correctly. Bruce, yeah. yeah, and it was Brutus Magnus in in wrestling. Yeah, and playing off the the Gladiator sort of thing, mm. but then then he like he formed that team with Doug. Where they were in Jack Trout. I thought they were a good team. I, I enjoyed yeah. obviously, yeah, like Doug Williams was one of the like the they call him the ambassador. He was an ambassador for British wrestling. Mm. Uh, so yeah, and he obviously he was did you say Nick Aldis was still sort of finding his feet. He's still he's, he's only probably a few years in the in the business at that point. 
Yeah. But he did, yeah, he did sort of, then he, did he, actually, you you obviously followed TNA more than I did. I mean, yeah. I, I was watching it during that time when he was a tag team with Doug. Um, then I think he went as a singles guy for a little while. They, they tried to push him. Mm. Then they had the whole Ace and Ace thing. And then I think they put him with Samoa and Joe. They, then they put him with the, the main event mafia. And then yeah. just after that, then they kind of gave him the push, made him TNA world champion. But it's like, they didn't do anything with him. Mm. It basically made, it's, it's that old school, like, that chicken, that chicken hill. But literally, it was like such a chicken hill. Literally, every match, literally, he'll run away. He's a coward. And mm. it's like, anybody watched here at the time, you had um, Eric Young. Yeah. And this guy, at the time, like, for years, this guy used to be afraid of his own shadow. <laughs> <laughs> literally, the powers, you know, the powers will come on. He's literally uh, having a heart attack on the floor. Mm. And literally, you know, Magnus, T, you know, uh, Nick Aldis literally would run away from him. And I'm thinking, eh, okay. But, you know. I think from a British wrestling perspective, because I remember, I think when he won the World Tour, I think he came back to England. I think he even went to Dropkicks as well. They did like some um, video recordings there. Was going all around England when TNA was doing, you know, the Wembley show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wembley Arena, they were doing O2. And I think he was world champion at the time as well, mm. which I thought was pretty good. To be yeah. Fair. So, but again, no one really kind of appreciated because everyone looked down on TNA. He went to NWA, became, you know, World of it champion, NWA, which... Again, people still knock it for what it was, but what is he got the second British NWA world champion after George? No, George. Yeah, George Animal still. Gary still. George still. <laughs> Gary, Gary still, not George. Gary not, George not George the Animal. <laughs> sorry. I think, I think George the Animal was American. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Gary still. <laughs> but to be fair, Gary had it for what? A week? Yeah, a few days even. I think it wasn't. Yeah, it might have been a week. Yeah, it, might, yeah, it, was, it was a brief one. It was, um, yeah, because yeah, he lost it. I think he, he won it. F- he won it in a triple threat and then he lost it to Nayo Ogawa. I think he won it from Nayo Ogawa and then lost back to him. So I can't remember the either he won it in a in a triple threat. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the either he won it in a singles, lost yeah. it in a triple threat, or he won it in a triple threat, lost it in the singles. But, and mm. to be fair, Magnus, well, Magnus, Magnus, Nick Otis, two years. <laughs> mm. Again, part of it was COVID, but still two two years is, is a good run. Yeah. Two years is a good run. So you know, and for me, you know me, I, I like the old school wrestling anyway. So it's like I did, you know, give the you know NWO a go again, and he he really did. He, he dressed the part, he seemed the part, and everything. Mm. And like, okay, this guy I can dig, this guy I can work with. And then you know, yeah, the issues with NWO Billy Corgan, and everything. But you know, mm. yeah. And to be fair, I'm surprised he didn't. I'm surprised he didn't go to AEW. But in a way, maybe it's better. It's better that he didn't go because he would have probably would have went there. Would have been yeah for a couple of weeks and then just dead like everybody else. Yeah, I mean he's got a great obviously he's got a great spot in WWE. Like if he if he's already doing producer role, because mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's life after wrestling as well, isn't it? It's like you got more strings to your bow. True. Because uh, yeah, there can be a shelf life sometimes in the actual like performance side of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, you can look at uh, Jason Jordan. You still oh, see true. his face pop up like in backstage segments and stuff because he mm-hmm. had to he had to step back because of an injury. But he's been that's years ago now, and he's still, you know, he's he's still with them. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's it's a lifeline there, and it's yeah, you, know, you can you can prove to be a real big asset in other ways when your wrestling career, like yeah, you know, either you want to step away from or, or you're forced to either way. Hmm. So I've, yeah, I think that's a good thing for him, and and he's you know he's, he's two weeks on the job now. He's he's doing good as the the general manager. It's a good they're building up a little uh, bit of tension with him and Adam Pierce, mm-hmm. the general manager, and it's like yeah, you know, I mean, I, his initial line obviously like a lot of people didn't. He didn't get massive reaction when he was first. Nah. Joke. It's almost like, yeah, as far as their audience is concerned, it's like, who? Who's he? But I mean, yeah, he had that line with Dominic. 
Yeah, yeah, that's all. That, you know, <laughs> nicely. Yeah. I'm a big fan of your dad. <laughs> that's just the way he lived. That was really good. So it's like, yeah, that, that, yeah it got off to a good start. He, you know, he carries that because he's that sort of um, like cocky, said, dickish. Yeah, he's got that sort of manner, but he's also got that sort of like reserve, sort of decorum. Yeah, about him, and so it fits being like you know, like a senior management yeah. position. So it's yeah, it's a good role for him, and he's he's carrying it off really well already. So yeah, it's a good that's a good start. I will say this as well: being married to Mickey James helps as well. Because <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> why, 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 does that, why, does that, why does that help? Well, to be fair, I, I don't really care, but I know a lot of wrestling guys back in the day love Mickey James, isn't it? And obviously, you know, yeah, nice looking woman, everything. And obviously, in terms of the business, Mickey James is well respected. And obviously, I'm saying be married to her, obviously, it doesn't help from a you know the life standpoint, but also it's like, okay, who's his connection? Mickey James, I don't know. Oh, I, I was gonna say Doug Williams, but I, I'm not sure how much of an influence Doug has in WB. I know, obviously, I know TNA where he does, but in WB, I don't know how much he does, but yeah, yeah. I said, I said, I said, a lot of fans care about you know these guys' personal life, so yeah, um, again. News is again to me to be honest, news is very, very scarce. I'll be honest to be, to be honest with you. I know um they've talked about you know uh there being a new you know NXT women's champion, but yeah, I'll be honest, I I don't only watch NXT, so I saw the Yeehaw. I saw the clip on <laughs> Yeehaw. I saw I saw the YouTube so yeah. the clip the clip of NXT with yeah, yeah, with Becky Lynch dropping the belt. Yeah. Uh I saw the thing about was it about um and again for me I've always said it's, it's hypocrisy, but uh, I saw something about how Eric Bishop was talking about how uh, him signing Eddie Guerrero, how it was such a big deal. I'm like, listen, to you, you're saying it now because Eddie's passed away now and what, because of what he became. But at the time, I like Eddie Guerrero. You like Eddie Guerrero. But I'm sure for him, he only cared about Kevin Nash, Scott, uh, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Hogan, Savage. He wasn't. He didn't care about it. He didn't care about Eddie and all these sort of people. Well, to no, that degree. I mean, I mean, to that degree. Brought, to be fair, he brought them in before Nash and Hall. No, I know, but I'm saying he to, to the degree that he was talking about, I don't, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I haven't heard what he said, but he did. I mean, it was a, I think, a big reason why he sort of almost like headhunted them because it was like he came in at the same, I think it was Benoit, Guerrero, and Malenko came in together. Yeah. And they were all sort of like working Japan and ECW and mm. getting a lot of like plaudits. So I think, yeah, he kind of to help spearhead the, yeah, the launch of Nitro to having like those, yeah, real competitive matches, like with, yeah, lots of, it's like something a bit different. To a little bit of a spark, I think mm. that was that was quite a big. They weren't just oh, just sign him up for the sake of it. He did. I think, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. He probably did have like thinking that's going to be a big. You know, these matches for the cruiserweight sort of, you know, because that became a staple of Nitro, didn't it? The cruiserweight yeah. division and the style of wrestling. So mm. uh, yeah, to his credit, he he would have like sort of headhunted in a sense that like, you know see them as a uh, important, even though they weren't big names per se, like like Hall, Nash, Hogan, people like that. They you know he had a purpose for them. Mm. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard what he said about it, Eddie. I mean, obviously, no, no, no one saw it. Yeah, at that time, that he's going to be as yeah as as big and revered as he became. I mean, he's I always like revered as an in-ring performer. Oh yeah, but yeah. obviously, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, and him sort of being taken while he was still in his prime. Mm. As yeah, it's left a lot of reverence. He's still got a lot of reverence to this day. A lot of people talk about Eddie Guerrero, which yeah, you know, so it's a credit to him as a performer. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, like I say, I, I think it's just again, it's more because I think because Eddie's passed away, and again, we know the work that he did in WCW and obviously mm. the WWF and everything and WWE. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be very, uh, going forward now. I'm gonna be very specific. I'm not calling 
the, I'm not calling WWE. I'm not calling the WWF WWE unless it was WWE. If that makes sense. Mm. I'm not. I'm not doing it all because I've noticed. I hate doing that. I'm not doing that. But um, like I said, when Eddie first came to WWF, I liked him. I thought, oh, it's Eddie Guerrero. Okay, cool. But I wasn't over enamored. I'll be honest. I wasn't over enamored. Mm. And again, you know, what, when he was it 2003, 2004, I thought, okay, yeah, thinking of him a lot more and everything. Obviously, he passed away in his November, no, 2005. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, you know, we, you know, we revere him, we respect him, love his work and everything, we miss him and everything. And I think more because along those lines, that's why like people like Bischoff now is now, oh yeah, you know, I always knew Eddie was going to do this, do that. I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I, again, I could be wrong, but I saw more Benoit becoming WWE champion, which he did in 2000, than I did Eddie Girl. Mm. You? I mean. Benoit was one of my, he was one of my favorite wrestlers when I yeah. when he when I first like even going back as seeing him in like '93, hmm. there was something about him maybe yeah like the fact that he was trained like the Heart Dungeon and just something about him you know like sometimes you just see someone they weren't high like weren't necessarily spotlighted or anything like that but you just sort of took to them and he's hmm. one I did and obviously when he came to WWE at the same time as Eddie, I liked Eddie Guerrero and I liked Dean Malenko but out yeah. of them like yeah uh, Benoit was my favorite yeah. and I did yeah I I could have seen big things for him if. Yeah, if they really got behind him, which eventually they did. Yeah, but they just yeah, he had a he had that, but they all did. I mean, that's the thing; they all had a like um. But yeah, I think I bet I think Benoit felt more like he could have been. I agree with you. Yeah, like, yeah, I would I would yeah. have sort of touted him more as like yeah, if because hmm. I mean Eddie obviously yeah had a personality, the lie, cheat, and still stuff, but he didn't really show that in the beginning because he was like a baby face and that's yeah. like a, he didn't have any real sort of character to him. Like I, I would say, I remember it was at the um, the filthy animals. Like he had a, he had a little bit there. He did. Oh yeah, he, he started to do it once he turned heel. Like but yeah. originally when he came in, the same time like Benoit didn't really have a personality. He was called the Crippler, but yeah, and he and he was joined up with the Four Horsemen. But Eddie was just a, like a generic sort of babyface, really good wrestler. Yeah. But personality wise, like there was no real personality to him until he started turning heel, doing that stuff with Chavo and mm. and then feuding the with Rey Mysterio. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, then he started to really like develop a character, the sleazy, mm. sleazy sort of character, and just really be, yeah, really sort of coming to his own then. But to be fair, again, I will move on quickly from this guy. You know, I don't spend too much time on it. But for me personally, as much as I love the Eddie, you know, respect and love Eddie Grail, I love this work in WCW. But really, when he came to WWF, I think that's re- for me personally, that's when I saw more, more of that Eddie Grail. That makes sense. The thing with China. Mm. Um, Going on, I think he's a China. Then I think he had a little bit of like, test and everything. Then he had the Los Guerreros. So all, all, all those sort of things I saw more in the WF. Like I said, I, I saw little dip, bits of him in WW where, okay, he'd show a little bit. But I think WF is where I saw more of, oh, okay, this is Eddie now. This is Eddie. Yeah, that I mean, he sense. got more He got more opportunity to really, like, because the China thing was quite well featured. Oh, yeah. Like, with vignettes <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So you got to see yeah. more of that. And obviously the, with Chavo as... Uh, Los Guerreros, they were yeah. like doing, yeah, like the stuff at the pool and oh, yeah. yeah, the little vignettes, the lie, we, we lie, we cheat, we steal stuff. So yeah. that's where he really like, because he got a proper spotlight. He was doing yeah. little bits of it, but not not as um, as featured in no. WCW, whereas, whereas WWF, I'm doing I'm doing you now, WWF really yeah. sort of featured the, like, yeah, storylines and gave him like vignettes mm. to sort of show off like the goofiness or just character. Mm. Yeah. Mamacita. Uh, well, that was the film we channel. Mamacita. Oh gosh. Oh uh, yeah, listen. Good 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 wrestler. Good wrestler. Mm. You know, I'm glad I'm glad you know before he passed, he became WWE champion, which is good. 
Um, I think for me, again, the only other news I can really think of, to be fair, is two things. Obviously, you have Crown Jewel coming up, but we're yep. going to do a show on that one. Although, yeah, show. I mean, on that on that point, just obviously, like you say, we'll go through your predictions, but they're doing the LA Knight Roman Reigns match there. Yeah, so sort of, yeah, like you would ah! maybe you maybe you'd hang on to that, but really, I would have done like because yeah, like I yeah, would, I would have hung on to that just because yeah, if you yeah, if you're not going to pull the trigger, they're going to kill him. I told, remember I told before they're going to kill him off quickly. You mm. you see it? I don't, don't, yeah, you don't have to kill him off, but it is really bad. That is going to like feel like mm, stumped. Yeah, it sounds bad, bit. but it's that it's like the the Undertaker WrestleMania. We know Taker's gonna win, but it's always that zero point one percent that okay, Shawn Michaels might do it. Oh, triple, you know, Triple H might do it. Mm. It's very, I mean, there's very few times at WrestleMania I thought okay, you know, Taker's gonna lose. I thought two thousand and one, I thought okay, Triple H's gonna beat him. Yeah, I did for that one. I thought yeah, it's gonna. But, they were, but there was no real streak at that point, like in a, no. like, it wasn't pushed. I, no. I was thinking he was losing that one. I thought was it two thousand? So it would have been the second match with Triple H. Where I think it was a Triple H did the tombstone and, put remember? The and stuck the tongue out. Yeah, I thought, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And again, they got me. We, we watched that one, yeah, live, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, they got me. And then I thought, okay, the woman Shawn Michaels came out, you know, as if it was Jesus with the white hat and uh, um, mm. the, 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 the whole angel kind of thing. I thought, okay, he's going to beat him there. Then we well, saw that, the... that was the Hell in a Cell one when they did the Superkick pedigree combo. Oh, yeah. Hell in a Cell. I thought that was it. I was like, yeah, you're like, what? Oh, had <laughs> he kicked out. Mm. I was happy. I was, I was, to be fair, I was happy. And I think, like I said, Anton saw Brock and Taker. I I, I never saw it until afterwards. Mm. So I, I only heard the news that, oh, Taker lost. I was like, what? Yeah. It's like he lost. And then, like I said, you, I think you said you was on the bus, something, didn't it? And yeah. you was just watching it. It was just like, huh? You had yeah. to get a pause. Like, oh. I wasn't watching it live. Yeah. So I had yeah. to and that, And that's why I say, like, you, you know, uh, uh, for everyone at moments back, it's like, those are moments because you literally, like, you at time stands still. And you really feel, oh my God, really? Like, it's something so unbelievable. It felt mm. almost unbelievable for, for it to happen, but it happened. And it's like mm. that sort of, that moment that you could, you know, I think that the closest other one I can think of off the top of my head would be where, again, another Lesnar one where Goldberg crushed him in like a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you just don't see that because Lesnar's just been killing everybody. And even if Lesnar, like, what's to lose, you don't expect him to lose in a minute. No. But he did. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I there will be that moment, like, will LA Knight win? But, mm, I. It, it's down, yeah. especially because you do feel like the seeds are being planted for Cody and Roman again. You see, so you're yeah. it's already making you in the back of your mind. It's like it's not going to be LA Knight's time. So, so he's, he's going to be like, yeah. I mean, it's a point in the sense we get a good match, but it's like when you really feel like there's some momentum for LA Knight, it's like mm, you feel like I, that could that could damage him. You have to remember as well, Anton. A lot of these again, we're all fans. Again, we're all fans. So I'm not going to say all, all these fans. There are certain type of fans who believe. If you don't win, you, you messed up. You, you're done. Mm. I admit, I'm not, I'm not that kind of fan. My thing is, it's okay. It's okay. I agree with, you know, winning is, is winning is the key thing. Winning is the key thing. I've always said that. But obviously, I understand wrestling is different. But my thing is, okay, even if he does take Roman right to the last moment, Cody's done that. Kevin Owens has done that. Sami Zayn's done that. So everyone's done that. So, okay, well, you, all you're doing is what everybody else has done. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, I think if he was the only one to do it, and it's like, okay, gosh, like he, he took literally Rowan right down to the last moment he's about to. Okay, boom. Mm. But it's like I said, we've seen Cody, we've seen Kevin Owens, we've seen, again, nothing against Sammy Zane, but we've seen Sammy Stringbean James, Castro. I mean, I mean, how many names he got there? Sammy Stringbean James, Castro. 
<laughs> you did it. Not, not, even, not even a Zane. That was a James, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's not Zane. He's James, mate. He's James. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'd, I'd like to, in this this situation, because it's, yeah, I, I, I'd be happy to see it be a no contest. Yeah, same. Like, you know, like even run gets kicked, like walks away or something, like walks away with a belt. Uh, yeah, to just establish that LA Knight could have been the one to beat him. Yeah. And then, you know, and then the LA Knight gets switched over to, to Raw to keep mm. away from Roman from that point. Yeah. So I just, like, for me, I just really feel like it's, if it wasn't for the fact that Cody is there and probably is the right person to do it, LA Knight would have been the one. Do you think he is, though? I think, I mean, yeah, look at, you've got to give it, you've got to say, like, he's, for all the doubters, oh, if you don't win it, it's like he's, a, like, people, he's, he's maintained that level. Yeah, since, since WrestleMania, like like we said, like it's will he be able to? He has that, you know, mm. and it's like, and he does feel like the the, the top star. Mm. So he is the right person to do it. I think Ali Knight could be a like a you know he's if they if they wanted to, Ali Knight would be a great option. He has got that sort of buzz like Steve Austin had back in the day, where you felt like ah oh, he should be the guy. Like he probably won't be because at that point you feel yeah Brett Sean guys like that, and you thought like that. I remember as a fan, like Steve Austin was my favorite around that time. Like Shawn Michaels was as well. Mm. But I was kind of thinking like he probably never get the WWF title, but he, I, he should. I'd like to see it. And I feel like he should be the champion, but he just didn't didn't seem like he was you know, destined for it at first. Because he, I mean, you know, you could sort of draw a parallel with uh, when he challenged the Undertaker for the world title at Cold Day in Hell. Oh, yeah. And he lost, you know, like, but if ultimately a year later, he actually won the title. He was True. presented as the top star. LA Knight's got a lot of buzz around him. And if it, yeah, the thing is, that's a star making moment. If you was the one to end Roman's record breaking brain, that's, you know, you could hang your hat on him. He's the kind of guy, not more so than the Seth Rollins and people like that, that's got some serious like cachet. Yeah. That would feel like a, yeah, like they call the needle mover. He'd feel like that. Like, and, you know, just giving him that sort of massive rub of being the one to end Roman's title reign Mm. would be huge would be huge and like you know and he can carry it off because he's got the you know he's got the popularity he's got the charisma he's got the you know he's but he's being presented as a star that that would be all you need you know give him that like it's a skyrocket moment what about again again i've got you know i've got one more piece of one more piece of news after this but what about if internet wins the whatever title and give basically give it to him to i don't know wrestle wrestlemania for you, is that like a good substitute? Like basically, he's a world champion, still a world champion. Yeah, but he, he gets to ride for a little while, lose WrestleMania. You know, he went holds the WrestleMania, loses it there. Okay, fine. You know, he lost it. Blah 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 blah. Now I'm going for an undisputed WWE Universal Championship. That sort of thing. I'm going for Cody afterwards. Well, I mean, they're back to the point of having two world champions. So yeah, obviously at the moment the WWE one, Roman's one, Universal yeah, really is, yeah. the, is the is the real feels like the real title still to me. Even though you, yeah, even though he's not there on the shows all the time. <laughs> He still yeah. like you know, it still feels like the, the top star, the top belt. Seth, mm. like yeah, you know, he's having these matches, but they're just there for me. Yeah, same. But obviously, yeah, you know, to me, if, if someone like LA Knight was to win that title, that would be an important yeah, you know, the matches would be interesting. Mm. The challenges, you know, like and they really invested in him as the top star of Raw. And you know, Cody goes over to SmackDown and, and winning the title off Roman. Yeah. Then you've got a top star on SmackDown, top babyface Cody Rhodes, top uh babyface on Raw and LA Knight. What, do, do, you, do you think basically that like LA Knight should win at WrestleMania? Yeah, I mean, it probably, but it, you could, yeah, again, a parallel, like say Batista and Cena. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Winning their world titles at the same WrestleMania in 21. Yeah. You, yeah, I could accept that. Because that's what I mean. Like for me, the perfect thing to keep LA Knight 
you know, his momentum going and turn him into one of the top stars will mm. be for him to be salvaged in this match with Roman, not lose. Yeah. And then, you know, like then some sort of draft or, you know, trade or whatever brings him over to Raw. You know, or he wins the Royal Rumble. Mm. Uh, but you you would think he'd then call out Roman, wouldn't you? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> like really, like if you're the true babyface, want to beat the best, you challenge Roman, wouldn't you? Like, and he screwed well, what me. If, what if they literally did that whole John Cena Batista thing again? But do it with Cody, like you know, the, the mm. was it Luke, like Luke a, and Brett? Yeah, like a double double yeah. elimination. Yeah, I mean so that's the thing is they've got a lot. They've got a lot of um, interesting things they could do at the moment. Mm. But I do, yeah, I. I would have preferred if they were, yeah, if they're not going to pull the trigger on LA Knight, just don't do not do it in a way. It's going to be an yeah. interesting match. It'd be good to see. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. There's part of me that was thinking, ah, oh, like, just don't do it. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really digging yeah. the like, LA Knight's run. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want to see him become a top star. Like, and he has become, but yeah, and they're doing, they've been doing all the right things, linking him up with John Cena, like, actually booking him to win matches and, you know, like, getting, that promo time, dueling promos, all that kind of stuff. It really mm. feels like they're going somewhere with him and it could all come crashing down if he just becomes like fodder for Roman. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Part of me, a part of me, I don't want it to happen, but I feel, again, because a lot of people listen to Meltzer with sort of people, mm. I feel like if he says, oh, you know, there we go again, like, you know, LA Knight had his shot, blah, 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 blah. He ain't that good. He can't do this. He can't do that. People might say, well, he could talk at everything. When it comes down to it, he can't beat Roman. And not in a bad way, he may expose himself. Again, mm. he's... He's a decent worker, but he's not AJ Styles, Finn Balor. He's not. He's not. He's nothing like that. But I think I think he's a solid, decent worker. No, but, but he is. I mean, people yeah. care about that stuff. They might say, "Oh well, Roman exposed him because he can't do X, Y, Z." But I think he could. I mean, the thing is, he's athletic enough. He would have a good, a good match with Roman Reigns. I mean, that stuff. He, yeah. yeah, he does the jump up to the top rope. One single jump up to the top rope for a superplex. Yeah, you know, he, he's got. He's got. He's got big power moves and stuff like that. He does. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think him and Roman will have a really good match. It's a match I want to see. It mm-hmm. does feel like, oh, that's a really good one. You know, like Roman and, and LA. But mm. I, yeah, there's, there's that little part of me like, yeah, again. And I wish, that's what I would say, like something, just try and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Try not to be sitting there in the back of your mind thinking, ah, oh, they're not going to let LA Knight win the title. <laughs> like, going <laughs> to try try to just enjoy it and yeah, go on the ride. That's what I'll try mm. to do. Because I, I, it is a good match. It's, an, it's a fresh match. It feels like a big deal. Mm. And yeah, and I've, yeah, as I say, Roman always delivers for me. Pretty much, yeah, you know, he's big matches. Uh, yeah. And LA, LA Knight, like, yeah, you know, to me, is a good, is a good opponent for him. Mm. So, yeah, it's a match I'm looking forward to, in that sense. Mm. So I will, I will try and take my uh, in, insider head off, or yeah, like yeah. try try not to think about all the what the booking is, and try and just enjoy the ride. That's what I'm oh, going yeah. to aim to do. I agree. People, I was going to ask talk about one more thing, but you know what? I apologize, but. We are coming to the end of the show. But I promise you on the next show, I will speak. Well, to be fair, by the next show, this this thing I was going to talk about would have happened by then. So it would be more the results and hopefully it would be a good, ah, you know what, screw it. Basically, mm-hmm. I was going to talk about um, Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou. You know, uh, obviously they got their fight coming up. Yeah. I think it's um, um, this Saturday. Saturday, yeah, 28th. You know, a lot of people are talk, calling it a joke fight. They basically calling it, was it 100 million 100, 100, basically, 100 million pound fight, 50 million for was it 50 million, was it 75 million for Fury, 25 million for you know, in Ghana and everything. Mm. I'll be honest, from a fight, from a you know, someone who loves boxing and you know, MMA as well, 
I'll watch it for what it is. Mm. I'll watch it for what it is. Hopefully, you know, Francis does a good job. He's been training with um, Mike Tyson. But, you know, we'll wait and see. Mm. But, as I said, for me, you know, I wanted to end with the party shop just before we go. So, as always, my party shop today, what grinds my gears is about respect. I think we as people should be more respectful, not just not just respectful people because they're old enough, but I think be respectful of people's achievements. I think a lot of time we look at people and say, oh, you know, I could have done this. So I'll give an example. It could be, oh, no, a lot of people respect sports stars more than the doctors, more than dentists, more than people who are school teachers. And to me, I love sports. I grew up watching sports. But at the same time, I do appreciate and realize that I'd rather have a, a doctor I'd, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather look more towards a doctor than what a sports star. A doctor can save my life, where a sports star can't. They're there for, you know, momentarily, whereas a doctor can. And I just think, for me, I think overall, people, we should be more respectful of um, professions that aren't air quotes six figures, million dollar, you know, million dollar, million pounds salaries. Because at the end of the day, everybody, sorry, <clears throat> everybody does a good job. Everybody you know, work hard, and I think respect goes all the way. So I think that's my partnership for today. Nice, short, and sweet. Mr. Clean, I am out. People, you have Facebook, you have Instagram, Gabriel Hitman Myers, the business, Mr. Clean, Anton Green. We are out of here. Peace. <laughs>